This podcast was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire. For more information on who we are and what we do, visit lifelanks.org. And so I want to jump straight into Luke 2 this morning. We're going to reflect on part of the Christmas story for the next few minutes. And I'd love us to immerse ourselves in the story and really carry something away from this message that's going to help us, whether on the live stream or in the room, actually live this out and see Christmas, uh, the joy of Christmas, the good news of Christmas actually spread through and beyond just this period. And so it says this in Luke 2. It's going to be on the screen as well. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken for the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quinius, the governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee, in Galilee, not in the gallery, to Dugia, to I'm struggling this morning, clearly. Uh, To Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. And she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was, no, uh, there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. That's good, isn't it? Maybe if you like... They're in this moment, they're feeling terrified, and the angel said, I, I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the saviour, the Lord, and this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts Other angels, it's so believed, appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on the earth. Peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. What a powerful story. I don't know about you, but we, I, I love forming new traditions. And in our house, we're forming a new tradition this year. We, we decided we we're going to read the prophecies from Isaiah, Isaiah 9, Isaiah 53, about Jesus coming on Christmas Eve, and then read the Christmas story Christmas morning. We, we were reading that yesterday, me and my wife, Marina. It just brings you in awe to this moment of Jesus' arrival as a baby. It takes away the airy fairiness that sometimes is wrapped around it to actually the truth of the good news of great joy of Jesus' arrival. And so in the context of this story, we see Joseph heading back to his roots, heading back to Nazareth. We know the story well. He's heading there to this northern town in Israel, this forgotten place. Who's felt like that the past couple of years? The north has been forgotten. (laughs) (laughs) who's felt like that your whole life. Maybe you feel like, I live in a forgotten place. But actually, Joseph was heading back to a similar kind of place. And then into the lives of these two teenagers in a dirty stable, in the mess of the world, angels appear 
to these shepherds on a hill. As all this has happened, this baby, the Messiah, has been born. And they appear to these ordinary guys in this field. And they say, we bring a message of good news and great joy. Let's just have that verse again on the screen, please. Luke 2.10. The angel said to him, don't be afraid because I bring you good news of great joy for all people. This is the Christmas message. It is good news of great joy for everyone. The Prince of Peace is here. The creator of the universe has stepped down to be amongst us in flesh and blood. The King of Kings, as we sung this morning, this wonderful counselor that we read about throughout the Bible. He is amongst us. He is with us. He is present in that moment, and he's still present by his spirit today. But it isn't just good news of great joy, because he is good news, and he brings great joy. It's not just a momentary thing. It's not just an announcement. He lives this out, and he's continuing to live this out in and through our lives. And so I want to bring a few thoughts this morning around good news of great joy, So the first one is this, is good news of great joy, even in the chaos. Even in the chaos. Maybe yesterday to you, chaos was a good description. But that's okay if family are a bit, you know, chaotic or whatever it might be. Or or maybe you're like, no, our Christmas was very, very orderly. You know, everyone takes one turn to open a present. You know, there is not a scramble. (laughs) No, no, it's very, it's very polite. It's very British. Uh, you know, everyone apologizes for giving presents. Um, and then we talk about the weather as a break in between. Um, you know, it was slightly windy yesterday. Um, anyway, so, so maybe for you yesterday, Christmas was all sorts of different experiences you could describe. But in this moment where we read this story, it's the world is in chaos. Almost like sometimes we see the chaos around us and Jesus steps into it. This baby in a manger. He steps in, in this moment of chaos. I don't know about you, but what? Christmas was like growing up, I was just quite orderly, and there wasn't loads of chaos, but when there was a moment of chaos, then sometimes that was like, oh dear, something's, something's just happened. I remember hearing when I was a kid, my dad shout from the kitchen as something had just hit the floor. And I don't know about you, but like my dad treat Christmas Day meal like an art form. It wasn't a food, it was, it was this thing to be built up to. He'd been making gravy for like 72 hours or something, marinating it, that might be a slight exaggeration. Um, and this pan or pot of gravy had hit the floor. Or, you know, just, just a, a lake of gravy with little bits of onions floating in it and all the other things. And I remember him shouting that he was just there on his knees in gravy. Like, I'm thinking, is the world ending? What's gone on? But no, the gravy had been spilt. There was chaos. And there was chaos in the kitchen. And I remember my grandma said, it's only gravy. That made the situation much worse. (laughs) Very, very much worse. Uh, It's only gravy. This guy has put his heart and soul and blood, sweat into... No, no, actually not into the gravy. He's put his heart and soul into the gravy. And there was chaos (laughs) in that moment. I don't know what your Christmas day was like yesterday. What kind of chaos you saw or happened in the moment or even the chaos of the past few years. But Jesus is present with us. He steps into the chaos as this baby. And the chaos that they were facing in this moment, Mary and Joseph and the people at the time, this Roman government who were causing so much oppression on them and then actually they caused all this chaos by creating this census 
You know, did anyone see the pictures from Euston and King's Cross Station last year on the news and the chaos around Christmas of people trying to escape London or wherever it was? And it was just absolute chaos. I can't even imagine that's what it was like. Everyone has been sent back to their hometown except Virgin and Avanti aren't operating that day. So it's just donkeys and camels or whatever else you can get your hands on. And so there's this chaos of everyone being sent across the empire back to where they're from to do this census. And maybe sometimes we fear chaos or we dread chaos, but I love that Jesus walks with us in the chaos. He brings good news of great joy in the midst of chaos. And this great joy, it's more than happiness. Because I think sometimes we hear the word joy, don't we? Or we hear it at Christmas, or, you know, it's, you know oh, joyful time or whatever it might be. But it's, it's more than just a moment. Joy is something that the Holy Spirit gives us. It's one of his fruit born in us. It's way more than happiness in just the moment. That actually the Holy Spirit this Christmas wants to give us great joy. Maybe you haven't experienced great joy yet this Christmas. We believe that this morning we can experience great joy together. Maybe you already have through the worship. Maybe you already have through seeing people. But actually God wants to give us great joy this Christmas. The second thing in this story is the good news. It's good news of great joy for all for all. I love that in Luke 2.10. It's not just good news of great joy for most, asterisk, see list at the bottom, you know, who's eligible for this good news of great joy. But actually, it's good news of great joy for all people. And at that time, in this story, in this narrative with Mary and Joseph, we see a, a religious system where only the few can then really spiritually mature as they saw it, because, and only if they were men, and so they had to this point of being able to follow a rabbi, follow a teacher, be one of their disciples. So many people were kicked out of that. Women and other men who couldn't make it. Joseph was a carpenter, therefore he hadn't proven himself in this society that they were living in. They were excluded. And Mary was further excluded from her experience and her encounter with God. It was just a pipe dream to be done through a male priest that she could hopefully access at one point. But then, in this moment, the God who'd been made exclusive became completely inclusive again. Because God has always been inclusive. He's always welcomed everyone. But people had made him exclusive in that moment, in that time. You know, maybe for you, you felt excluded at times, or the odd one out, or, or left out, maybe because of gender, or race, or your accent, or uh, where you live, or whatever it might be. But God wants to say to you this morning, he invites us to experience his joy, his good news. It is for everyone. That was what Jesus was doing when he came in a manger to two people who allegedly weren't qualified spiritually or whatever it might be in so many different reasons, but he came and was present and made his presence available for all of us. That is good news, right? That is good news that we can access Jesus in such a way, his presence showing up in human form. Jesus came to be present so we can experience his presence, experience his love, experience his goodness. And I love the stable visitors. I love that they got to experience uh, Jesus' presence, obviously Mary and Joseph, these two teenagers, the, the animals, and, and, and they were seeing it, which I think is a whole other dynamic. That's amazing. That's the part of God's crea creation beyond us humans is there, 
shepherds, these magi, the angels, the other men and women then who encountered this baby as you read on in Luke 2. And so when we look at these kind of people who experience the presence of God, they experience God, the God that they've not been allowed to experience, not been allowed to experience his presence, we see some amazing things. Take Mary and Joseph for an example. Two teenagers living where they were living, betrothed to be married. But then God gets involved because he saw two people whose hearts were turned towards him. I love, I love what it says in Matthew 1. It says this about Mary and Joseph. It's going to be on the screen as well. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her publicly to disgrace. He had it in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because, it, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. This is God involving, not just two random teenagers, but two teenagers' hearts to turn towards God, but also them weaving in this story throughout history, because Joseph was this relative of King David. It wasn't you know, bringing in his legacy of faith, bringing in purpose into this story. It's a beautiful moment. And, and I love that that story then, if we put ourselves in their shoes, it helps us to see actually we're not just random mistakes. God is involving us in what he's up to. As we experience his good news of great joy, we get to play a part. We get to join in. He involves us in his salvation plan for humankind. We get to play a part. And we see these two people involved in that, sorry, that they, God involved them in his salvation plan. And that these two teenagers meet with angels. They'd never even sensed the presence of God like in the temple and those places. They weren't allowed to go there, but all of a sudden they're having these experiences and dreams with angels. And it's these incredible moments, these two ordinary people, teenagers that are involved in the transformation of the whole world. And then I love the Magi. I love that they were people looking for answers, people looking for an answer, purpose in life, looking to the stars, looking to different things. They were on a journey to find an answer, and they came across this star and they knew this star was different. And so they followed it. And what did they find? They found true purpose in Jesus. Because they met the Son of God. They'd been looking. I have a number of friends who, uh, I think of one couple, my friend Dave and his wife, when they were at Cambridge University together, they didn't know God. They didn't have an experience of God. Uh, but they were looking for answers. They were looking for outcomes. They were looking for the purpose of life. They were looking for what is going on. Why am I here? And they found it in Jesus. They found an answer in Jesus. I love that these guys were, were on a journey. They were looking for purpose. They were looking for answers. And they come across the Son of God. And then we come to the shepherds. Forgotten. These people at the bottom of the pile. In this forgotten place doing a job that no one really wanted to do. 
But just like David, whose town it was known as, King David, he was the shepherd king, and he'd been forgotten out in the fields. But then God brought him in to involve him in his plan. And now there is a new shepherd king, Jesus. He has arrived. And they have this moment with, these, with this heavenly host, with this angel appearing to them. And they get to hear these words, good news, great joy for all people. What a beautiful moment that God involves them. He involves them in their story. It's a, it's a story of good news, of great joy for all people. And that's what I love that the Christmas story paints for us. It's not just for a select few, but it's all of us can now access and interact with God. We can be part of the Christmas story. Good news of great joy brings us hope for the future as well. Because you see, Jesus isn't, he doesn't just bring good news of great joy in a moment. He is good news of great joy. And he brings a hope for the future. Um, Today, uh, Desmond Tutu passed away in the early hours of this morning, and I love that he was part of bringing a hope for a future for a nation, for the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and the part he played in that. But one of the things I loved about him every time I saw an interview of him or old footage, he always brought joy into the most severe moments of, of horrific atrocities that humans had caused to each other. He brought the joy of God and he brought good news and he brought the gospel into that situation. You see, because good news of great joy brings hope for the future and he carried the hope. He carried that hope that Jesus gives us. And he said this about hope. Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness the chaos, the darkness, whatever's around. Jesus brings light into this situation on that first Christmas. Hope is not an airy-fairy thing. Hope has a name, and his name is Jesus. And so actually, when we experience this good news of great joy, then Jesus is finally, he's inviting us to get involved. He's inviting us to get involved in the story, in this journey, just like the shepherds did, just like they got involved, these faithful, ordinary people, it says this in Luke 2, um, later on in, in the message version, it said, Mary kept all these things to herself, holding them dear and deep within herself. The sheep herders returned from, from the stable, be, being with Mary and Joseph, and they let loose, glorifying and praising God for everything they had heard and seen, and it turned out exactly the way they'd been told. They became the first people to spread this good news of great joy. They became the first people to share it, go and shout about it, proclaim it. You see, Jesus is inviting us to do the same. He's inviting us to share this good news of great joy. I wonder if the band can come and help me out as we come into land. That actually this good news of great joy, it's worth sharing Jesus, it's not, he didn't just come in a moment, he's now present by his Holy Spirit. He is good news of great joy. You know, recently, um, me and my wife Marina, we got a long-anticipated visa, which means we could stay, well, I'm allowed to stay, I'm British. Uh, but it means we can stay together in the UK, which is good, isn't it? Um, and uh, that took 15 months, and we're, we're super thankful for God for that. And it was a long journey. And after it ticked over a year of the process, then it starts to become a bit of a burden in your mind. And, and you just got to keep giving that back to God. But when we got that news, we couldn't help shout about it from the rooftops of Instagram and, and other such rooftops. Because that is the modern day rooftop, right? 
But how much more is the good news of great joy that Jesus is, that Jesus brings to share with our neighbour, to bring joy to our world, share in our workplace, share on our social media, whatever rooftop or platform we find ourselves in, he is good news of great joy and he brings good news of great joy when we share it, when we share him with others. Because the final thing is this, and we're going to share communion in a moment. Um, I hope you've got your receptacles that you should have been able to get in the way. And if you've not, a couple of the, the stewarding team, will be, the hospitality team will be around. Give them a wave and they can get you one. But Jesus is good news of great joy. Always has been and always will be. And it wasn't just a moment. It wasn't just a bright spark of, of, of God just like thinking, oh, we need to do something. This was a journey throughout humanity. This good news of great joy, this same life was found in the tree at the center of, garden, at the, center of the Garden of Eden, the tree of life. This was the same salvation linked into the ark of salvation with Noah that saved the people and restarted humanity to the manger where this baby was born who was going to save the world, and then to that wooden cross where he died and bled for us and then rose from the dead three days later to prove that he'd beaten death, to prove that he had won, to prove that he is good news and great joy for all people. You know, sometimes the thing that I think we end up doing as humans is we actually exclude ourselves before anyone excludes us because we don't think that we're, we can attain that thing or we don't think we're allowed to do that thing or whatever it might be, that we don't think we're allowed that thing or we, and we, we actually say, no, it's, it's not for me. I don't think Jesus died for me. I, I don't think I, I deserve that. But this morning... I want to remind us that the Christmas story is a story of good news, of great joy for all people. No one is excluded. It's a story for us all to join in in. It's a story that can transform our whole lives. See, Jesus came to get involved in our mess and our mistakes and to give us freedom. For us to step out of one way of living into a new way. And I think Christmas is such a good time for us to, either if we've already made that decision, so many times we make a decision every day, Jesus, I'm following you, I'm living for you. But it's a good time to remind ourselves and go, actually, no, this coming year, Christmas, at this Christmas moment, I'm going to say, Jesus, I'm all in. I receive your good news of great joy. I want to embody that good news of great joy. I want to see it worked out in my whole life. Well, maybe you're here this morning, you're like, actually, I need to, I just feel like I want to receive that. I've never received that fully. I don't know if I've experienced joy. I don't know if I've, I've experienced this good news. But actually, when we choose to say, actually, Jesus, I'm sorry for the mistakes I've made. I want to surrender myself to you and step into the life that you've got for me. But actually, that is the greatest decision we can make today, even at Christmas. And when I say even at Christmas, even more at Christmas. It's the greatest decision that actually we can receive all that Jesus has for us. And so before we share in communion, I'd love it if we could just bow our heads out of respect for us or close our eyes or just with me and a couple of the leaders looking around. I'd love to give an opportunity this morning. If you want to say to Jesus, actually, I want to receive your good news of great joy for the first time. I want to receive that for you. 
uh, from you, Jesus. I just love you just to slip up a hand. No one's going to point you out. That we don't want to miss this opportunity to receive the good news of great joy that he has given us. If you want to make a decision this morning, just slip up a hand where you are and know who I'm praying for. No one's going to point you out. Great. Great. I'm going to pray. Jesus, we thank you that you rescued us. Jesus, we thank you that you came to be amongst us, that you lived and walked amongst us, that your presence was with us. But ultimately, and most importantly, the thing that you did on the cross and then rising from the dead three days later to take all our stuff, all our mess, all our sin, so that we can live in freedom. That good news of you, Jesus, that you are good news and how you did that act on the cross is an amazing display of good news because it is good news for us and for the whole of humanity. And so, Jesus, we said this morning, if we're making that decision, we're, we're sorry for the mistakes we've made and we choose to step into the life that you've got for us. We choose to receive that good news of great joy. Amen. Amen. If you found this podcast inspiring and helpful, then we'd love for you to get in touch via at lifelanks on social media or our website, lifelanks.org. Life Church, impacting our neighbours, our nation and the nations with the good news about Jesus.